0: to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. And right now i got to ask you a question. In the movie Noah, Russell Crowe says that God cursed man with work. Is that true?
1: <laughs> that is such a common misconception about work. Totally totally wrong, totally wrong. Well, I'm
0: asking this because we've been talking about the design of men. Right. And that last time you said
1: real men are wimps. <laughs> That's well, right. <laughs> Russell
0: Crowe's not a wimp, and he's running around saying he's cursed by work. And I'm thinking, Herman, I got to ask you about this.
1: Yeah, we'll have to tell you what wimps means. But before we go there, let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have provided a very clear description of what a man is and especially a real man may we pay attention to it apply it to our lives so that we can get the most out of life in your precious name amen
0: amen hallelujah so my answer please
1: (laughs) when we look at work if you understand that work is certainly not a curse because before sin in genesis chapter three what was it that God was asking Adam to do? Oh oh, 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 keep and tend the garden. That's right. To tend and keep the garden, to till the garden. Genesis 2, 5 and 15. When God saw that there was no man to till the ground, to tend and keep the ground, he created man to do that. That's work. <laughs> So that is not a curse. Work is not a curse. When we get into and finally talk about the judgments... (laughs) And we're not there. We're not there. Well, we've talked about the women's judgment some. The issue is work is no longer fulfilling. That's how the curse comes into play. Work is still good and ordained by God for us. But when we work it no longer is fulfilling because we pull the weeds and the weeds grow back. (laughs) Okay, but
0: I know we as men seek so much of our significance from work, Mm -hmm. right? We want to be macho men and all these media stereotypes, but you say real men are wimps.
1: Real men are wimps. That's right. They walk in mercy and power selflessly. That's a wimp. If you just put a period after each one of those letters. That's what we're talking about. It's an acronym. It's not that real men are, you know, you know, these type of guys. Sissified. Sissified. Thank you. That's a great word for it. They're not sissified, but they are guys that are on the inside operating as God would have them operate. And notice it's walk in mercy and power selflessly. And what we had stated before mercy and power is the combination of the image of God, right? A real man is not only powerful, but he also brings into the element of his life and living a relational component. He's not wired to be able to relate as well as a woman is, but a real man does have that relational capability also. He walks in mercy and power selflessly.
0: Okay, that's a real man, and I know that we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. So forgive the question, but if real men are wimps, then are there fake men?
1: (laughs) That would be the obvious implication, right? Yes. If a man is not living according to God's word, as we see in Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, if he is not doing those things, then the implication is he's fake. He is not a real man. The typical way that Dr. Howe, we said this last week, the typical way that the world has a tendency to look at a real man will be based on a variety of things like, well, is he? can he really fight well? Does he have big muscles? Is he, am is I he? an MMA superstar? That's Mixed martial right. arts. That's star. right. Uh, am I? Am I powerful from the viewpoint of got lots of money? That's a real man too. Do I drive the right type of car? Uh, that's a real. See, those are the type of pictures that you have of a real
0: man. Not only that, I didn't even sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> so I'm in
1: trouble. Yeah, the, that all of that is image. All of that is expressed on the outside, and I love, again, the way that Dr. Howe used to say it. He said the world's viewpoint, if you want a stereotype of a real man and a real woman, according to their definition of real man and real woman, is to look at a pro football team on a Sunday, and you look down and you see the guys, all of these muscular guys, and you look on the sideline and you see all these sexy cheerleaders. That's That's their definition of a real man and a real woman. God is saying it. It has nothing to do with that. Absolutely zero. The design of a man certainly is to work. The design of a woman is certainly to relate. But the real component shows up in Titus chapter two, verses one through eight. Let me read just verses one and two again, and then verses six through eight about men. Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. Again, this is Paul talking to Titus, that Titus is to do these things. Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, In doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Now, in between verses 2 and 6, we have a lot of statements made about real women. We're separating that. We'll deal with that later. At the end of verse 5, In Titus chapter 2, we see that if a woman does these things, she will not be blaspheming or maligning the word of God. Now, how does this start again? Let me remind you in verse 1. It says, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. What does that say to us? Everything that's getting ready to be stated is sound doctrine. If you want to be the wrong type of man, If you want to be a fake man, you can be a man that knows all sorts of theology. You can be a person that can quote the Bible inside and out and have all knowledge to explain all of these intricate details about God's word and how it works. But you may be a fake man because you aren't applying it and it's not showing up the way that God says it's to show up. In a phrase, whitewash sepulchres. It works totally works, because what a real man does, he takes all of that information and he turns it into actions. And that is a critical distinction between a real man and a fake man. A real man operates according to 2 Peter chapter 1 that we've talked about, where he learns, he applies, and he takes what he has learned and applied to his own life and serves others with it. It's an action that shows up in love toward other people. So all of this, all of this sound doctrine is taking what you know and working it out in key actions that are critical for life. Okay,
0: now you've got me getting in touch
1: with my inner Yoda. Just joking, you
0: know, but Yoda, (laughs)
1: remember from Star Wars?
2: you used to go, Mm, do or do not, there is no try.
1: (laughs) Nice, that's exactly right. The issue for us, as I was saying last night in our uh, home Bible study, the biggest mistake that I made in my life up till about 50 years of age, was I knew lots of God's Word. I was exactly what I was describing to you just a little bit ago. I was the worst of type of people. I could tell you all of God's Word, but it wasn't showing up in my life. It wasn't a man of integrity. And therefore, it's a critical distinction that I was not a real man at that point in time. Well, the issue is fundamental decision in life. Am I going to trust God or trust something other than God? That's really what it boils down to. You're either going to accept that this is sound doctrine or you're not. If you do, then you're trusting God. If you don't, you're trusting something other than God. That's how, that's how simple it is. Ouch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. And we've talked about other programs that you can find on the website. And that website is greatrelationships.com, numeral 8 relationshipscom Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this.
3: Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12, 10. Great relationships. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.
2: You don't have to sing the blues about today's issues. Learn to think biblically with Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery.
3: During Worldview Academy summer camps, we train students to share their faith by using a survey based on the Ten Commandments. It starts like this. How many of the Ten Commandments can you name? Most people quickly name all the don'ts, such as don't steal, lie, murder. However, people nearly always miss the first commandment. That's right, one God. If they miss that one, then all the other rules fall by the wayside anyway, right? One of the habits people develop in suppressing the truth of God is denying that God is. They do not honor God as God. Is your view of Christianity merely a religion of don'ts, or do you honor God in everything you do? Another simple tool for brain surgery.
2: To add more tools to your kit, call 1-800-2411-123.
0: Back, you're listening to Great Relationships. Again, that website, greatrelationships.com, GR Numeral 8 Relationships.com. Herman, before the break, I got a sidetracked and I apologize, not really, because <laughs> I got the answer I was looking for. But you said real men are whim. I want to be there in Dallas. I'm in Cowboys Stadium. I'm looking down on the field. I'm seeing real men Ryan. on the field in uniform and on the side of the field i'm looking at real women in uniforms and then across the top of the stadium here comes spider-man so i've either got you know physically strong or i'm looking at the team owners who are successful in the box and now i've got some geekazoid with superhuman powers
1: it's again power there you you, you just said it. <laughs> you know superhuman powers it's all about power that's how we typically define Who we're going to be influenced by power and influence are the big issues that are going on. That's the reason why leadership, leadership has the combinations, the five basic combinations of real power or influence. We're not going to get into that, but that's what is going on here. The world defines a real real man based on the power, the influence that he has over other people. And God doesn't do it that way. God says a real man is very different than that. I do believe, though, that if you do it this way, you will have the maximum influence. You will have the maximum ability to impact other people's lives this way, meaning the things that are listed in Titus chapter two, verses one and two and six through eight. For instance, you can combine all of those items into two different lists. Let's talk about it this way, because God has broken it into very clearly older men, Younger men, right? The older men, he's asking to be sober, meaning clear minded, reverent, easy to respect, temperate, self controlled, sound in faith, sound in love, sound in patience. That's what he's asking an older man to be doing. A younger man, he's asking to be sober minded or self controlled, an example of good behavior. Sound in doctrine and sound in speech Those are the things that God is laying out for us I like that list, but here's the better list Because it fits wimps Remember, walk in mercy and power selflessly You can take all of those items And line them up as merciful and powerful If you put the items that are in this list Into those two different categories Here's what you end up with On the merciful side, you will see Sound and love. It actually could go both ways, the way we talk about love, but sound and love. That's what was aimed at the older men. Sound and patience. That's what's aimed at the older men also. That's a relational component, a merciful component. Easy to respect. Those are the three merciful things. And what you're going to notice is that the list is longer on the powerful side. It has a very distinct merciful list, but it has a very long powerful list. Powerful, self-controlled, clear-minded, sound in faith, good examples, sound in doctrine, sound in speech. Those are the things that God has laid out very clearly for a man to be doing. This is how his actions are supposed to show up in life. You're to be merciful and you're to be powerful and the way that you're merciful and powerful are according to these particular actions.
0: I know we're in Titus, but you're sounding an
1: awful lot like Micah 6.8. And why might that be so? Because all of God's (laughs) word works together, doesn't it? He has shown the old man what is good and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, to do justly, and to walk humbly with your God, just to remind... uh, Wouldn't uh, that give me the definition of wimp then? It sure would, but it's also applied to women in that particular context, this particular context, and it's it's true. You're going to see that when we get to the real women. There is a combination of the image of God that needs to be done by each of us individually in spite of the fact that women are more relational and men are more powerful. A man, even though he's powerful, is to have a relationship component, but he is primarily powerful and secondarily relational. A woman is to be primarily relational and secondarily powerful. That's how that would typically work. But all of what you've told me, all of what
0: we're reading is about doing not about what I'm thinking, not about what I'm saying. It's about what I do. So when I went to my example of Spider-Man, when I went to my example of the Cowboys or the cheerleaders, granted, those are jobs,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
0: But they're me focused and everything that you've read
1: to me is serving others. That's exactly right. It has a component. It has a distinct component of what you are on the inside not what you are on the outside what you are on the inside is showing up on the outside now we talked about this last week also just a reminder what is the best gift that i can give to louis and it's right here the best gift that i can give to louis is for me to do all of these things now why is that such a great gift if i'm sound in love sound in patience sound in sound in doctrine literally if you take all of that why is that such a great gift
0: well, off the top of my head, I think that you're making her life easier. But I guess then it makes it easier for her to do what God's asking.
1: That's exactly not that point. she will, but it gives her the opportunity. That's exactly right, because God has asked her to respect me. And it, it makes it much easier if I am easily respected. OK, now, where right? do I get this? What we what you get as it what relates- I'm required, what she's required. Well, when you are looking in Ephesians chapter five, you see what God is saying that a woman is to do. She is submit and respect her husband. A man is to be loving his wife as Christ loved the church. Okay. So let me go with this loving her,
0: right? As Mm -hmm. Christ loves. So our definition we get out of the Bible is pursuing another's best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, unconditionally.
1: That is correct.
0: I'm to be doing
1: that so that it's easier for her to do job. That's right. And we're going to get into that sound and love has seven aspects to it. We're going to be talking about those type of things as we get further into a real man, talking about what a real man is.
0: Okay. I was just trying to be sure you're not giving me opinion. You're actually giving me scripture in digestible
1: bits. That's right. What we're offering to you is God's way is totally integrated and it all works together. And when God has asked us as real men to do these things that we see in chapter two, it's sound doctrine. It's doctrine showing up in our life that will benefit other people around us. It's not how I look. It's not, you know, how many muscles I have. It's whether or not this attitude, this thinking are showing up in the right type of actions. It's the reason why we talk about integrity. Integrity is being the same thing on the inside as I am on the outside. If I have thoughts on the inside. That are, that are really lousy, they're going to show up on the outside at some point, but I can be putting a mask on and being acting like I'm really good on the outside when I have a really trashy inside. That's not integrity. That's not how we want this life to be. <laughs> so so i'm a liar a
0: cheat and a horse thief but i'm a really nice guy on the inside
1: on the or on the outside <laughs> it typically is going to show the other side you know? but you're right you know if you're doing all those things on the outside more than likely your inside is pretty well messed up too so if we as men are going to be real men it all starts with being sound in love now i'm going to tell you men here's here's what you're going to find this is the challenge if you step up to the plate and do these seven things, this is a massive challenge that you can change the people around you, literally, because you become a different person. I promise you, you cannot pull this off. These things that you're being asked to do are being asked of you because of it's, a, it's a massive challenge. You cannot pull this off apart from the Christ in you. And if that doesn't get to your testosterone, nothing will. Because I promise you, you're not going to have unconditional love for your wife. You're not going to have a sacrificial love for your wife. You're not going to have a sanctifying, purifying love for your wife, a nourishing, cherishing, singular and visionary love for your wife. You can't pull that off. That has nothing to do with, you know chip flicks or, or any of this other stuff. This is all about a challenge, guys. If you can't pull this off, you are not being a real man. And this is only possible from the Holy Spirit working inside of us.
0: So let me get this clear. I'm not being a real man and I cannot be a real man devoid of the Holy Spirit indwelling in me. Absolutely not. Cause you can't, you can't stand up to this challenge. This is a massive challenge. So all things are possible with Christ who it dwells in
1: me. Amen. Amen to that.
0: Real men are wimps walking in mercy and power selflessly, because it's not about me. Wow. I need to breathe, so bless God. We're on a break. We'll be back, good Lord willing, right after this. Again, the website is greatrelationships.com, GR, numeral 8, relationships.com. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now.
3: Great thoughts for great relationships. Unconditional love is not tolerance. Love stands for truth and boundaries. Love does not rejoice in evil or what is bad. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.
2: Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem, and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment each of great relationships 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you could squeeze into a coffee break so if you've had time to listen to this promotion you have the time to sign up and start today visit our website at greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter pursuing the best in work in life in love right thinking right relationships right now
0: God, we're back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work and life in love. Go to our website, greatrelationships.com, GR8relationships.com. numeral You click on the radio tab, listen to the programs, share it with your friends. Sorry you can't do it anonymously to those you wish you'd
1: changed. We just need to pray for them, <laughs> right? Not tempt them. Something just popped in my mind that uh, I need to specifically state as it relates to the end of, of B. I was talking about a challenge. Let me uh, Let me ask this. Do you think it would be more of a challenge for me to go work out with weights and bulk up my muscles and become a really fit 65-year-old guy, or would it be more of a challenge for me to try to do these seven elements of a sound and love? Which is the greater challenge? Survey says the (laughs) weights. No, it's not, obviously. I like my couch, sorry. Yeah, it is so much easier for us to go work on our physical attributes than it is to work on these type of things. It is so much easier for us to be blind and think that we're working on, oh, I'm, I'm sacrificial, yeah, I'm, I'm unconditional, yeah, I'm being nourishing and cherishing, and I'm being visionary about my love with, with Louis. What's really important is a man testosterone works according to challenge if there's no challenge it doesn't seem like it's something that he really wants to go for he is if a man like i like i said i'm get i'm talking about sound and love oh i don't want to talk about that stuff that's what testosterone tip And I'm telling you, this is a major challenge. You cannot do this if you don't have a mindset that testosterone gives you to be able to respond to a challenge. I am telling you that it's more of a challenge to try to figure out how to relate to your wife through these seven aspects of love than it is to go earn a maximum paycheck and pr- provide your wife with all the house and everything else.
0: But you're telling me I'm not to provide for her, I'm to relate to her too? I thought once I provided effective, for my wife and children, I can go play
1: golf, do whatever I want to do. That's the mindset of the world. That's exactly right. The mindset of the world thinks I have fulfilled my duty. No, you haven't you have done what the world thinks might be a real man, but you have not fulfilled what God is saying is the maximum challenge. The maximum challenge is for you to do the things in Titus chapter two. So let's go. No one tells me this, Herman. Well, of course they don't, because that's the issue. We have a tendency to look at God's word and put it in our compartments. And most of the compartments that we put these things in are not what most men have a tendency to gravitate toward. But I'm telling you, when I go to church on
0: Sunday, I am told from the pulpit, provide lovingly.
1: Well, of course, you're giving me a different gospel. Unfortunately, what you're giving me is in the gospel. Well, I'm not providing you something that's different because I'm asking you to provide, protect, and preserve your wife. But the way that you do that is through these type of actions that we're talking about in Titus, Titus chapter two. So let's go back to it real, sounds real like men. work. I want to run away. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to real men. Are there any examples in God's word of real men? Please. Okay. What about uh, Adam? Was he a real man? What about Abraham? What about Joshua? What about Moses? What about Enoch? What about David? What about Micah? What about Ezekiel? What about Nehemiah? Whoa, 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 whoa. I tend to think real man, Samson. Okay. what about Samson? Because the very thing that you brought that you bring up here with Samson is going to apply to every one of these other examples that I just brought up. Now, was Samson a real man? Was Samson a real man? Heck, yes. (laughs) And And the cowboys would love to have him on their offensive line. And I will certainly say that part of the time that's the answer part of the time was was King David a real man? Yes. Part of the time. Was Abraham Okay, I got Queen Latifah going on in my head going you a part-time man. Yeah. And if you are a if you look at Moses, he was a real man part of the time. Because Every one of us are flawed, and be, and what we have a tendency to do is trust God and do the Titus chapter 2 type of things some of the time, and then our, then our me are, starts flashing, and we end up getting into and doing our own thing, and we're no longer a real man. But at least I'm in good company. <laughs> wow, great company. That's true. But Samson, he fit the world's mentality of what a real man was, physically, And he was doing much of his life doing the things on the inside that God was asking him to do. He was the type of person on the inside that God asked him to be. And then you mentioned Enoch. Now, there's a guy I never hear about a lot. And you would think I would because he's the one where God said, come home with me. Yeah. More than likely, outside of Jesus Christ, he's probably the only real man in the entire God's word. (laughs) You know, when you when you look at it, because nothing is said negatively about that guy. He walked with the Lord, and then he was not. (laughs) That's that's the story of Enoch's life. I mean, that's, that's that's just a phenomenal consideration to think about. That is the type of life a real man has. He walks with God, and he walks with God so closely. God says, I want you here with me all the time. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a very different mindset bless
0: god what a compliment well we spent our time with herman and now it's not we've run out of time but bless god you can go to our website at greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral eight relationships.com and not only can you spend more time with herman you can be encouraged to spend more time in the word mm. again greatrelationships.com until next time
3: How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow. I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great.
2: Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others Patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.